like to welcome all who have chosen to listen today. This is the first podcast in a series that I decided to call Explore Together. And this first series of podcasts is going to involve exploring the LGBTQ plus community. And I must say, in beginning, that this is COVID. And so many of the tapings in this podcast have been done distanced with masks on over computers. Um, And so the sound, the listening is going to have to be um, intense. You are going to have to listen because there are probably going to be background noises as we go along and we're just going to have to accept the imperfections as we set out on our journey together. So I'm going to begin by saying that my name is Janice Copeland. I'm straight, and my pronouns are she and her. And my guest today is Rose St. Thomas. Welcome, Rose. I'm glad to be speaking with you today, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself. All right. Thank you, Janice. Uh, Hello. My name is Rose St. Thomas. Uh, I have gone to the parish for a long time. I am very happy to be here today talking about all this with you. So my pronouns are she, her, and they, them. I am bisexual, I am genderqueer, and I am basically just all around queer. So (laughs) that is me, and I am happy to be here today. Well, welcome, Rose. And I know um, Rose has written an opening prayer. And on here, I know that this prayer will actually be a blessing spoken over all the podcasts of this series. And so I'm just going to ask Rose to begin with that prayer, and then we will carry on with the podcast. All right. Holy God. Thank you that Janice and I could be here today to have this conversation, and thank you for everyone who will be able to listen to this in their own homes and also be a part of it. May all of us approach this conversation with open hearts and minds and with a willingness to grow and learn. God, please help us to cleanse ourselves of any preconceived notions or damaging stereotypes that we hold either consciously or unconsciously that may stand in the way of nurturing human connection. And please help us to love and embrace all of our neighbors on this earth in a meaningful way. Please guide us through this conversation in a way that brings new life and encourages greater inclusion, education, grace, humility, and love within ourselves, within our faith community, and within the world. Amen. Amen. And so Rose and I actually have met many times trying to tack down this first podcast. And to begin with, I think we thought that we would go through the acronym and define each of the letters, but it soon became clear to us that that was not what we wanted to do. And so I'm going to let Rose um, unpack that journey a little bit with you and then go from there about the acronym. 
So go ahead, Rose. <laughs> Thanks, Janice. Um, so first, Janice and I set out to define terms. And we both really quickly realized the difficulty in that task. It felt like we were trying to nail a wave to the sand on a beach. Um, we were trying to take a snapshot of something that was so quickly evolving. Uh, so basically, what we kind of came across in our attempt, our failed attempt to define the acronym, um, was just that language is evolving so quickly within the LGBTQ community because our knowledge is evolving so quickly. And also, definitions are so personal to each and every individual. So we thought it might be a better use of someone's time just to really listen how each individual person, each individual member of the LGBTQ plus community, how they are defining themselves, how they are using these terms to talk about their identity in a very personal and real way. And then just to encourage you listening to really listen to those people and how they talk about their identity because it is incredibly personal and what one person may mean when they're using a term may not be what somebody else means when they're using the exact same term. So it's just incredibly personal. It is continually evolving. And in a way, that's also really exciting because it means there is so much out there to know and to learn and to grow into. So we're kind of starting this conversation with a lot of humility, knowing that we do not know everything and that is okay because we are here to learn. So for the acronym, um, the acronym is also ever-changing and expanding and growing. So for the sake of this podcast, we're using LGBTQ+, but there is a whole lot in the plus. So just to kind of start off, we have L, lesbian, G for gay, B for bisexual, T for trans, and then there's a whole lot of other letters like Q, which could be queer or questioning, I for intersex, A for asexual, 2S for two-spirit, and then of course there are many other terms like non-binary or pansexual or androgynous or gender fluid, just to name a very few. I also just want to add quickly that even though I've just gone through all these different identities and terms, it is also really important to remember that labels don't work for everyone. Despite these fears, though, during these series, we will witness stories of life for LGBTQ plus people and their families, the church, and our world. And today, we'll begin with you, Rose. Yeah, today we're going to talk about my coming out journey, which has really been a long journey. <laughs> Um, and I think, 
Unfortunately, my journey starts with a lot of denial. Um, years and years and years of denial. Uh, now, I don't want to make, I don't want to paint my de denial with too much of a negative brush because I do think it served a purpose. Uh, it definitely helped to keep me safe in some very unsafe spaces when I was growing up. Uh, but it, it did also keep me from really discovering and understanding like who I am and who God created me to be for quite some time. Um, so my journey kind of begins. Uh, I, I was born into a very legalistic, controlling religious group, and their views on the LGBTQ plus community were very bleak and very cruel and very harmful. So that is what I was steeped in growing up. Um, and I knew that it was in the eyes of that group not going to be acceptable, and that is putting it very mildly. So I think because I, I'm bi, um, and because even though it was quite rare, I would experience moments of attraction to a man, I just kind of checked that mental box. And I was like, well, I have experienced this. Um, it doesn't matter if I've ever experienced other attractions, just I have experienced attraction to a man, so check, I am totally straight. Uh, and that, that got me through a lot of my life and it, it helped me navigate some very uh, honestly dangerous spaces uh, where being gay or queer was not okay. Um, however, it has left me with a lot of self-discovery to do as an, an adult that I think in, in a healthier context, people would kind of be going through this uh, self-discovery as maybe an adolescent or a teenager or in early 20s. I'm, I'm kind of playing catch-up in my life. I'm, I'm doing this now in my, my late 30s. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't think, I mean, I didn't meet you until maybe the fall of 2016 or the beginning of 2017. And I think you were just coming out at that time. Yes. So I came out like kind of in a big way on Facebook in the fall of 2018. And leading up to that, like my first coming, coming out conversation ever happened in the fall of 2016. And it was... A disaster. It went really badly. I wasn't emotionally prepared for how badly it was going to go. Um, oh goodness. It basically started with uh, the person I came out to basically claimed I was a liar <laughs> because there's no way uh, I could be bi, which was very unhelpful, and then proceeded to some very uh, inaccurate assumptions being made about what I may or may not like to have happen in the bedroom, which was also really, really unhelpful and completely out of touch with where I was at uh, and what I was trying to convey. 
Like I was really trying to convey something about who I am and it got really twisted in, in a way that was very unhelpful. So that was my first coming out experience and it took me about uh, six months to try coming out again from that point on. And when I did come out again, it was to a counselor that I absolutely knew was LGBTQ plus affirming and it was gonna be okay coming out to that person. So yeah, we, we really got connected, Janice, you and I, um, when I was kind of into this process of, of coming out. Yeah, and I would think that probably this first person that you came out to would be someone that you loved a great deal. So, you know, or thought knew you very well. And so, you know, when we sort of put our heart out there to someone that we know really well, and then what comes back is so... Uh, like unbelievable to us and not believed or assumptions are made that are totally untrue uh, no wonder it takes a while and that might be a common misconception too is that you know maybe we do choose you know to tell our heart to someone that that then we are really hurt by it and so very wise of you um, when you started discussing it the next time that you knew you were in a safe place and uh, somewhere where you could discuss it. Yes, I did not want a repeat of that first coming out experience to happen again. I was really like, I need a positive experience next. Um, and, and thankfully I did get that. And yeah, coming out is so hard. Like it's, it's really at the best of times. I, I, I would love it not to be hard. I would love it to just be a celebration of someone knowing who they are better. Cause that is something to celebrate. That's really worthy of, of something beautiful happening and being recognized. And that's just not everyone's experience. I think sometimes we are headed more in that direction. Um, but I think it would be the, unfortunately, the rare person that doesn't have at least one person that reacts negatively when they come out. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I would, oh my goodness. If there are people that have like only happy coming out stories, I want to meet those people and I want to hear their stories because I would love to be wrong. Prove me wrong, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it can be really hard. And, and the rough road the rough road is hard. It is hard. Um, but as I think sitting here with you, I would say it's also character building as well. I really do. Um, because you know, you're a beautiful person and I think that, um, it's, yeah, it's like any big truth that we have that we know deep in our soul, right? We share it with someone. We want it to be received in a good way. And it's just really hard when that doesn't happen. So good for you. You, you put it out there on Facebook and you uh, actually put it in writing. Yes, yes, <laughs> I did. And it, it, it was a while for me to, it took a while for me to get to that point. And I think one of the guiding factors, kind of like the guiding light through so much of my coming out journey was feeling like God was calling me out of the closet. 
And I don't know if I'm going to get through this without crying or not, so bear with me. Um, But, like, it was, like, this palpable, like, palpable, just overwhelming sense that God was, like, step into the light of who I created you to be. And that was very scary for me. Um, But it was also, it just got to a point where it was impossible for me not to do that. Um, And doing that also just really strengthened my relationship with God because it was the first time I really could kind of like stand there with God being honest and being like, This is who I am. This is who you created me to be. Knowing that God loved me exactly that way. Um, And there was one very powerful uh, kind of moment I had before I came out where I was still really struggling with, do I come out publicly? Do I make this well-known about myself, or do I just keep it quiet with a few trusted friends and family members? Um, And I love Jackson Park, and I often go there. uh, If I'm feeling any kind of turmoil, I find a lot of peace there, so I often go there. Uh, And I went there one day before I came out to pray, and I have a favorite rock way out that I go and sit on in the stream. Uh, It's very peaceful. And I went out there to pray, and I was specifically praying about, like, do you actually want me to come out, God? And while I was praying, at one point, a butterfly came down and landed on my bag and stayed there for several minutes. And it was so beautiful that it moved me to tears. And I'm struggling to talk about it now without crying. Take Um, your time. Yeah, take your time. So it was just like its colors were so vibrant. And it was so almost still sitting on my bag right beside me. It was just amazing. And I I just spent minutes looking at it. And then there was this point where it was like suddenly my, my vision of and my perception of it kind of changed slightly. And I realized looking at it, this butterfly has been through a storm. Like its wings were tattered. Like, and I don't know how I had looked at it for several minutes previously and not noticed this, but I had. Like its wings were so tattered, it was actually really beat up looking. Like it had been through it. This butterfly had been on a journey. That journey had not necessarily been kind. Um, And yet it was still so beautiful. And it was this moment where I realized this is how God sees us. (laughs) We might have been through it. We might have been through the storm. Our wings are tattered. 
But when God looks at us, it's just seeing that beauty. God's not focusing on the tattered wings. That, that's not where God's focus is. It's just on the beauty and on, on everything that makes us unique. Yeah, and that was kind of the moment where I just felt great acceptance um, that who I am and who God made me to be, and I knew I was going to come out publicly. That's a, a beautiful God moment. And, you know, I always think that you can tell really profound God moments because how many years ago was that, right? And yeah. yet when you try to put it into words, it still moves you. And so, I mean, that was definitely a God experience in your life that day. And you just recounted it beautifully. And you're right. I mean, you know, were just your wording was, yeah, beautiful, Rose. So oh, it was after you. that experience then that you decided to to write, or was that was that before that? That was before I yeah. decided to write. And yeah. Out. yeah, and then you wrote. Yes, yeah. it was a real affirmation that it was the right thing. It was you, you know, that you were beautiful, and yeah, and that it was okay. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, and it's it's funny because up to that point, like I had been reading so many different uh, writers explaining affirming theology, and like it was like intellectually I understood it, but emotionally, I I just still was struggling. Yeah, and that was a moment of just total peace and acceptance, and me really feeling in my heart, like. It's okay, and God is absolutely with me traveling this road. Yeah, to not be torn up or living that double life or worrying yeah. anymore that it, that it wasn't the right choice. You knew beyond a doubt then that, you know, this is okay. This is me. Yeah. This is what, who I need to be and who God wants me to be. And, like, honestly, before I came out, I was starting to have moments at the parish where I was struggling because I was starting to think what if I come out and these people I love don't love me anymore and I knew like they're gonna still love me it's gonna be fine and yet there was that what if voice that kept going on so it was it was I it, I struggled to put it into words um because the parish is in so many ways such a beautiful safe space and yet I started being afraid of what would happen and coming out let me know no it's okay I still have a home here this is still my faith home I have a place here and it's okay and that was just that was huge for me yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Rose, it, it is a very caring community, isn't it? Um, yeah. Just people who allow themselves to be vulnerable. And, and uh, no wonder you were fearful about it, because before you had uh, spoken to someone that you thought loved you very much as well, and it didn't go well. So I can totally understand where that fear and that trigger would be coming from, for sure. 
But, um, yeah, beautiful story. Oh, thank you. It is still in progress. <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing and, and, and for that vulnerability because I think it's a beautiful gift, you know, and for sharing that most intimate moment that you had um, with the butterfly. And uh, I'm sure now every butterfly you see, you know, it's just amazing. So I just want to say in closing, maybe we could just have a prayer together. Would that be all right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dear Holy One, uh, I thank you for the most unexpected ways that you show up in lives, that you long for wholeness and for beauty and how at first glance what might look very beautiful to us as rose said you know we we realize that on every journey we end up with tattered wings and we sometimes live through real storms uh approaching that place where you're saying it's okay you know i love you i created you i'm with you and i think rose's story um just shows such courage and humility and bravery and I just pray over her peace uh, peace and your grace that she would know how precious she is to you and how precious she is to our community so we give you thanks on this day Amen I thank you Rose for being here and I won't see you probably for the next couple of episodes, but you will be back. I know, because I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> so thanks very much, Rose. And uh, we'll sign off for now and have a great week. <laughs>